And the other thing was this, this style was most popular among young people. So we're talking, you know, 18 and 20. Love this. Hello and welcome to Ethical Seduction, where we help you create the sex and relationships that you want, both in and out of the bedroom. So I recently listened to an audiobook. It was called The Five Flirting Styles. Use the science of flirting to attract the love you really want. And it's by author Jeffrey Hall. And I do like this book and I would recommend reading it. Uh, while listening to it, I listened to it as audiobook. And while listening to it, there was this kind of voice in the back of my head that was like, you know, how real or accurate is this? You know, it says it's the science of flirting. Um, I tend to believe it, but there's also this part of this kind of skeptical thing in the back of me that's going like, you know, sometimes they, they lean one way or the other and they kind of just like make five different styles and they lump everybody into these five different styles. So that was always kind of in the back of my head while listening to this book, but I really liked the idea of there being different flirting styles. And I don't think that's something that we have ever kind of talked about on this particular show. So I wanted to kind of use the book as a framework to kind of go through, talk a little bit about what was in the book um, and then our thoughts. And so Brandy and Ava, who are joining us today. Hello, Ava. Hello. And hello, Brandy. Hi. And so they have not read this book at all. So I'm going to kind of, you know, propose some of the things that I kind of read through that. And then I want to kind of get their opinions on things and we have a good discussion. So we're recording today and it is, um, is it National Metamore Day or is it just International Metamore Day? Ava, why don't you tell us what today is? Today is Metamore Day. What is Metamore Day? So a metamor is your partner's partner. So in ethically non-monogamous relationships, your metamor is the person that you're, the other person that your partner is dating, right? So not the person that you are dating, not your partner, but another partner of your partner, whether that's in a romantic or a sexual relationship. So many folks in ethically, ethically non-monogamous relationships have close relationships with their metamors. They keep in touch. They talk regularly. They spend time together getting coffee or grabbing lunch. Um, sometimes metamors are more involved with, say, like home life responsibilities. They might split Costco groceries or they might do co-parenting or they might even live under the same roof. Um, and then other metamors may be less close with their with their other metamors. Uh, they might not know each other at all. Um, so, you know, it's not like a one size fits all relationship. It can vary a lot. But the whole purpose of Metamore Day is to simply honor and hold space for the other people that your partner deeply cares for, whether you have a close relationship with that person or not. So happy Metamore Day. Mm -hmm. That was an excellent explanation. Yeah. D did you all do anything special since you, you both have metamors to do anything special for your metamors um we're on a group chat together and so i just text them happy metamore day and then they were like thanks you too and that was about it we just acknowledged it and recognized it pretty much the same yeah i sent a, a picture to my metamore of my partner um of my partner doing handyman chores around the house hanging curtain rods for me and i said here handyman porn Happy Metamore oh, Day. <laughs> that is nice. Handyman porn. Yeah. <laughs> she sent me stuff like that before, so I thought it was fitting. All right. Well, uh, let's 
talk about the five flirting styles. Again, this the book I, I read, the title is Five Flirting Styles, Use the Science of Flirting to Attract the Love that You Really Want. And it's by author Jeffrey A. Hall. Um, and you can get this book on Amazon. And like I said, I listened to it. So it's, it's out on audiobook too, if you prefer that. Um, a couple of the things that did go through my head, like listening to these, these, these five different styles. So before we kind of talk about them specifically, just kind of keep in mind, like, in my mind, I'm going like, how accurate are these? You know, the person kind of represents them like, oh, these are like, you know, this is it. Like we were able to boil everything down to just five. Uh, I'm wondering if another science team would come up and be like, oh no, there's, you know, it's more than that. It's more complicated. Um, so that was kind of in the back of my head. The other thing is some of these sound a little bit heteronormative. So I can't swear to that. You know, they, maybe they did their science really well, but to me it kind of, Sounds like it's the t this might be applying to more of your typical kind of dating patterns, like what we think of in our minds with, you know, the boy meets the girl and yada, yada, yada. So I, I don't know that. And I think they're also assuming that, oh, you want to go into a relationship and marriage and probably kids and all that. Like, that's the best outcome you could strive for. So I think there's certain assumptions that are sort of made that probably don't apply to everybody definitely do not apply to all of us okay um and then i wonder about that too like the fact that we're you know kinky or poly queer sex positive all that that may not this book may not be exactly <laughs> written for us it may be again that kind of more heteronormative you know boy meets girl kind of kind of thing however so just keep that in mind but i still what i liked about this book was that there were these five different flirting styles and, um, you know, right or wrong, I think just knowing that there are different flirting styles gives us, gives listeners the ability to kind of think through and be like, okay, well, which ones are like more appealing to me? And the other aspect is using like, say the bar scene as an example. Okay. Some of these are going to be like, yeah, these people are going to be comfortable and do well at a bar and other flirting styles are not going to do so well at a bar. They're going to be a little bit more on maybe say the quiet side or the, there's one that's like called the sincere style, you know, and that one there is like, no, that person really wants to have like a connection and they don't necessarily need to be at a place with loud music. You know, that's kind of, so again, if you kind of know these different ones, it I think gives you maybe a better framework to understand your own, say flirting style, the kind of that you sort of like to do. And also when you're talking with somebody, you might be more aware that, oh, this person fits into a certain way and it might help you with like how to approach them, how to connect with them, that kind of thing. So just knowing that there's different flirting styles, I think is a really good key takeaway. So, um, and then I want to hear what you all sort of think about this. So what I'm going to kind of do, Brandy and Ava, is, is describe a flirting style and then sort of I don't know, maybe get some of your thoughts. So we will, we'll see how this goes and what you all think about it. So the five that, let me go ahead and list them really fast. The five that we're going to have, okay. One is physical. One is playful. One is polite, traditional, and then sincere. So let me go through and kind of, you know, t talk about them. The physical flirt is the way they kind of described it in a book is a lot of times it's the person that is like at the bar and is comfortable at the bar and is maybe a little bit showy and they are, you know, physically flirtatious. So that could be, you know, giving certain looks or 
you know, touching a little bit more, that sort of thing. Um, they're communicating sexual interest to partners and, um, this kind of type of this form of flirting typically led to like development of relationships, maybe more quickly. Okay. Because there's chemistry and there's emotions, but then it also implied like it maybe wasn't as deep or, or that was a, a, not a strength of the person who was more in this physical, you know, flirting style. So the dangers, all these, every one of these styles, the author kind of had sort of dangers and the way the author portrayed them, um, they were not the most flattering. You know, you would listen to like this person is like in this particular here, in this case, the the physical flirt, you know, this person can be shallow and they can be interested more in sex than relationships and that they're not very good at the relationship part or intimacy. So I think what I want to say is on something like that, like take any of this with a grain of salt. Um, if you happen to be the physical flirt, I wouldn't say that that, definitely is you, you you know, that you are not going to be good at the relationship or the intimacy. We're all going to be kind of a mix of these five, but just realize like, yeah, if you're good at some of these aspects, like every strength that we have, there's also kind of like a related weakness to it. So in this particular case, like if you're just straight up the physical and you're really good at, you know, having that, that chemistry and that emotional connection, it may be harder for you to kind of make the intimacy connection with, with partners. Um, the positives were good use of body language to convey intent. There was more sex related with, with the people that kind of fit in this category and, you know, just being more comfortable with like the bars and the singles scene. So let's take that one. Let me give the playful flirting style too. And then maybe we start having a little discussion about the two and what you all think. The playful flirting style, um, is also kind of related to say the bar scene and that kind of higher energy interaction. And I will say, I believe I am in the playful flirting style that you guys know me pretty well. Right. So it's kind of like, okay. So I think, so so this style they're saying like is, is the least likely to lead into meaningful relationships. Okay. That's where I was like, what? Like, that doesn't sound like me, you know, at all. Uh, people who engage in playful flirting often enjoy it as a way to boost their own self-esteem. So I have been thinking about that one. I'm like, is that, is that why I like being around people? I think. Um, so again, I don't, I don't think it's, that almost feels like a label and a kind of made up thing. And I don't know that I really like all that. So I don't think, let me say it this way. I don't know if that really accurately describes me, but I do feel like I'm the, the playful flirt. Uh, the dangers is that the, these people can be players and not really caring about other people. They can be hurtful and manipulative. You know, they just want to get some free drinks. You know, that's the thing that they're kind of after. They're going to go up there and be, you know, flirty to get the free drinks. You know, that's kind of manipulative and uh, almost unable to stop flirting like ever. And that was one of the warning things where like, yeah, if you fall, if you, you know, fall in love with somebody who is a style, just realize like they're going to be flirting for the rest of their life, which I thought that sounded kind of bad. And then I'm like, yeah, but I'm on a podcast talking about flirting and, you know, in kind of poly open kinky relationships where we kind of keep doing that stuff. So then I, that did make me think like, well, maybe this person's, you know, on the parts that 
they might rub me the wrong way, but they still might have, a, you know, a good say. And the positives on this one here were like good self-esteem, caring, kind, brightening other people's day, you know, as you're doing that kind of playful engagement. So if we, let me pause right there and like, let me get your all's take a little bit on like the physical and the playful and some of what I've shared so far. Ava. I want to ask you a question first. Yeah. Why do you flirt? For me, I like the connecting with people. I knew it. I knew it was going to say connect. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, it, and that could be whether it's like, but the word flirting to me is a little bit, um, what do I want to say? I, I will try to connect with people on a friendship level too. And there's a lot of, like, I'm, I don't remember when I first met you all, I don't think I was like straight up flirty with you all, but I think I was maybe more friendly. And we've talked about that on past podcasts too, especially like I think on the indirect flirting uh, one that we covered. I think a lot of people do that where it's like, you don't know if you like the person yet, you know, but you're engaging with this person because you're interested in the person. And then later that might turn to flirting. So does that answer your question? I mean, for me, Ava, it's, it's a, all this is about the connection and, and ultimately intimacy if you go there. So I would say that, hmm, I don't want to say this, but actually I think that the writer actually may have a point when it comes to the description of the playful flirt uh, because you, I mean, they, they can be perceived as, as, selfish in some ways because you're you're wanting to get something out of the person when you're flirting with them right you want that connection mm -hmm. it feeds you in a certain way i want mm -hmm. that connection because it feeds me on a certain level right and if you're getting that connection if you're flirting with someone and they're engaging with you and flirting back that feels fun and that feels good Definitely. and that feeds you in a way right so you're getting something out of that interaction that's feeding you and like yeah maybe it's lighthearted, maybe it's not serious and Steve, you're an amazing flirt. I love it when you're flirty. It's so much fun. Like, it's great. And it's nothing serious. And it's nothing that's leading anywhere, except, I guess, in Kimberly's case. Okay, fine. But, it, like, it doesn't necessarily have to, right? But you still get something out of that scenario. I think, I think where the writer didn't get it right is that they are assuming motivation and assuming intent, right? Like you said, it was kind of written from the perspective of, like, the heteronormative goal mm -hmm. of the, mm -hmm. the white picket fence mm -hmm. and 2.5 kids in marriage and all of that. And that isn't the case for all of us necessarily. Like a lot of, a lot of my friendships have um, sexual energy, mm -hmm. even if they're purely platonic friendships. I, I that doesn't agree. mean that we're not allowed to flirt, yeah. right? Like that's okay. Yeah. To me, um, to me, that is connecting. Yeah. And I'm going to use you all as great examples. I mean, we have played together, but you know, we're not, we're not really sexual partners. I mean, it's like we have done things, you know, but it's not like on a regular basis and, and, and all that. Yeah. Uh, but it, so in that regard, I'm going to say it's like, but I am closer to you all, you know, I'm going to say as close friends than I am to like other friends. And I think part of that is that kind of shared thing that we kind of get from, from flirting. Yeah. I had issue with the way they, they used the word or they were talking about how um, the flirty style isn't meaningful. And I think that there can still be meaning in it. I mean, I I might flirt with you every other week for a solid evening and it'd be fun. And, you know, we have a certain flirting style that only you and I do. And I don't do that with anyone else. And like, I find that meaningful with you. 
Um, so they seem to put more of a superficial label on flirting. And I think the word just in general can come across that way. Um, so I have a little bit of issue with that, even though I do understand where the author's coming from. Yeah, I think they define the word meaningful differently, right? Like it's not meaningful in that it's not leading to a more serious relationship that involves marriage. Right. It can still be meaningful without those things. For, for the physical flirt, if we could talk just briefly about them, the physical flirt is maybe really good at like and connected with themselves as far as being able to use their body and also maybe, to, you know, like if they're interested in, um, you know, pursuing, I'm going to say like sexual relationships and things like that, right? They're able to kind of communicate that, that they, that they want that. That was my main takeaway with the physical flirt was that that physical flirtation described in this style is most useful when you are pursuing sexual relationships rather than romantic or emotional yeah. relationships. It is most effective for that. Not that it is, um, I, it, not that it is shallow, but that it is more focused on the physical, on the sexual rather than the romantic. And there's right. nothing yeah. wrong yeah. with pursuing. Yeah. I, I'm willing to bet this is just a guess. Okay. But I'm willing to bet most of our listeners um, are not going to be in the physical flirting aspect. I kind of think the person who's good at physical flirting is out there in the bar scene is not listening to this podcast. You know, they're, they're like, Oh, I know what I'm doing. And that's, that's, you know, they're not, they're they're having their own kind of connections, you know, but they're not necessarily listening. And I think this is a learning point. You can have people that are listening that can be like, I'm not good at that. I don't really know that. And so, and I could get better at, you know, that's one of those things like, yeah, I wish I had a little bit better skills in that area. And I think that's one of the things that's kind of interesting too, is to realize like, okay, the person, like none of these are really good or bad. I don't think in my mind. Okay. But they're more like different traits. And so you can look at that and be like, yeah, I wish I was a little bit better at being able to uh, express my sexual interest in somebody, you know, like that could be super scary. So, you know, yeah. I'm going to do some um, bullet journaling on flirting style. <laughs> you you're what? You're going to? Yeah, I'm going to do some bullet journaling. <laughs> Measure my skills with different flirting types. Yeah. Yeah. I, these have stuck in my head. You know, I will tell you, that's one of the things I really wanted to kind of talk about this book is because they have stuck in my head. So it's kind of like right or wrong or whatever. It's kind of like it's it's good. It's interesting. It makes you think about yourself and, and other people. Okay. So then there was the, the polite flirting person. So the polite one, and, and this is different than traditional and sincere. Okay. Sincere is going to be like honest, shoot, you know, right from the heart. They're going to talk honestly. And the traditional is going to kind of be like, oh, this is the, the way society says we should go about having a relationship. You know, boys should ask out the girl. Yeah, whatever, all those kind of things. Okay. So the polite one though, interestingly was like, there's a right way and a wrong way to sort of say, ask the person out. Okay. So if you are too flirtatious and too pushy, that is not polite. Right. And you're an asshole and you lose points and that's not mm -hmm. going to be a good fit. So the person that is able to kind of do it in, 
I almost think of like old school society. Like you have to approach the right way, you know, and do things the right way. We don't talk straight up about sex. We have to do that later. That's on the third date, you know, and they have this kind of formula of how to kind of go through and do it. So it's proper manners. It's a little bit more cautious with the way that they're going to communicate their interests. You're not going to be straight up forward again about it. So the dangers that were sort of, that I sort of saw in here and that the author talked about, okay, is that the, these these particular flirts, polite flirts, could be really critical of other people. You know, somebody who comes on too strong is all of a sudden an asshole, okay? Honor is important. You know, you do not want to dishonor the other person. And again, if you do, mm -hmm. you're an asshole. Um, direct flirting is really viewed as dishonorable because it's implying that, oh, I want sex first and foremost, and that any relationship is secondary. You know, so if you're that that physical style for that's too direct it let me say it this way it that style is too direct therefore you're an asshole if you're on the 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 polite thing okay now the positives though was there was a lot more focus on the relationship and that the relationship kind of has to develop a little bit and then maybe leads into sex and that the polite person tended to be more committed and more dedicated so again, this is a style. So if you're listening to this and you're going like, yeah, like that is a little bit me. Like I want the relationship kind of first. I feel like that's something that's important to me. Then, you know, just kind of, I think it's good to know that about yourself and to also realize somebody like in the physical, the physical style may not be the same way and they're not really an asshole. It's just a different style and a different approach, but you might decide, I really want to meet somebody who is also polite flirting style. And they did say that they were like, you're more apt to click with the people that match up with you, you know, or, you know, are similar than to have somebody that's like on the opposite end of the spectrum. Well, that makes sense because you would have similar priorities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, there's a word I'm not liking in this description and it's the word polite because it's implying that other styles or another style might not be polite. And I mean, just because you might be forward and direct doesn't mean you're not polite about it. But this is, again, just me getting into the nuances of the terms. Mm -hmm. That's all. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can politely yeah, I say agree. I would like to fuck you on the first day. And that doesn't, you know, that doesn't mean I'm not polite about it. You know, it's just but I'm just getting into the. I, I think there's, there's also what I got out of this is there's a little bit of a formula. All these in some ways, yeah. there's a little bit of a formula, you know, yeah. that, that you're supposed to follow. Uh, like the next I, one. I like that he's at least given some of the styles like um, a definition, if you will, or a starting point or a, a basic foundation that you can at least, like you said, think about it um, and figure out where you might fit in or define your own style for yourself and then further develop it. I can appreciate yeah. it from that standpoint. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. concern with the polite technique is um, it almost feels like a lack of transparency, right? Following a formula. Like first I'm going to, First, we're in this stage and then we're in this stage and then we get to this part and then I peel back the layer of this onion and I show you this part of myself and then this part of myself and then this intent that I have for you. And like, I would, I personally would rather know from day one, like what it is exactly that you're looking for. Like for me, I value that transparency. That is why for me, this flirting style would not work for me because I have different values and priorities. I just, I value so having the cards face up on the table from day one. 
So Ava, thank you for that segue. That was so perfect into the sincere flirting style. And this is, this is exactly what you just described. Okay. This is, they said too, they're like most people fit in the sincere. This was like the most popular one. Okay. So this involves communication and sincere interest with a desire to establish like strong emotional connections. So they said women tended to score higher on this than men usually did. Okay. But the whole point was like, you're going to do like open, honest communication. You're not going to hide shit about yourself. Um, and you're going to try, you're going to want to have that real sort of connection so that somebody who's maybe on say the physical side might not, you know, like that might be seen as like, well, that's not real. You know, you're doing quote flirting. You're not really making a real kind of connection. So the sincere, I think most people have aspects of the sincere in them. You know, I think it's a big one. The dangers were that um, th- things like they can, people who are sincere could like hate the single scene. They don't want any kind of games. So they're maybe, you know, not very good at doing the single scene, not knowing how to be dating and things. Again, that's why we do the ethical seduction podcast. Um, they tend to meet their partners through friends, which I think is great. You know, we talk about that all the time. That's a, a good way to do it. And, uh, yeah, and this was the most common type. So I think most people, they, they want to be open and honest if they can. So the positive side is that they're really not trying to impress anybody. You know, they really are being kind of their open, open, honest selves and hoping that you like them for it. <clears throat> so does that sound like you, Ava? Yes and no. Because mm-hmm. I can be sincere about just wanting to get laid. Mm-hmm. I can use sincerity as my flirting style when I'm pursuing a sexual relationship, but that's not really what the author is describing for sincere flirting. It sounds like sincere flirting is used for more emotional or romantic relationships, but it can be used for sexual relationships too. It's just transparency was my priority. Yeah. I I think the author would actually agree with you. I I think would say like, oh, if that's really what you're thinking and wanting, then that's that's how you're going to communicate. I, I get the perspective of with this communication style, you're not trying to impress someone, but if you, that, that alone can impress someone, right? If you're not intentionally trying to um, go out of your way to like woo someone, then that alone can produce that exact effect. So I understand like mm-hmm. the intent behind it might be different, but it's very refreshing if someone just kind of lays it all on the table and says, this is what I'm looking for. And this is, the things you need to know about me. And that to me is impressive. So, so this last one, I think in some respects is the most boring and the most interesting at the same time. And it is the traditional flirting. So the traditional flirting, the way it is sort of described is really like coming right out of our culture. So it's not necessarily, in some ways, I'm going to say it's not necessarily real, like this is how biology works or that this is how we should be doing things. It's more of like society says that there's a right way to do it, that the man walks, sees the woman across from the room, walks up and says something, you know, witty to them. The woman is not allowed to like say her thing first. She has to wait until the man says something first and then she responds and you go through all that kind of stuff, right? You don't have sex right away. You have it and you're, and it's, you 
you know, the Disney princess stories of like how it all is going to like that's So it's, I think the way I take it is like, we're exposed to our culture and our culture says, this is the, the right way, the best way, whatever, you know, to find true love, TRU, true love always. And we get those things like sink into us. So even if we don't think that they're really maybe true, they still influence us. And, um, let me get your all's opinions. I, I'm not sure if I need to go in and tell you too much, like the dangers are maybe just like, I won't even say it. Okay. Cause I think you guys are going to say all this stuff. So what do you all see as like the, the positives, the negatives, and then I'm going to come back and tell you some interesting things about the traditional flirting. Toxic gender roles. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But there's the, yeah, but, there's, but there's the comfort of preset expectations and structure. Brandy, I I think I know what you mean by that, but expand on that. What do you, what are you exactly saying? Well, I mean, if the expectation is that you make eye contact with a guy and then the guy's the one that comes up and, you know, makes the introduction first, that um, already having those defined rules that are unsaid can be comforting and um, especially so I fucking hate to admit that I do identify with the traditional role more than the others. Um, but that comes from, a, I can see you smile. No, don't. Oh yeah. Um, I, I knew, I knew like, this. I knew I know, this. I know. I hate it. I hate <laughs> to say that. Um, you're such oh, a slut and yet comes, you're such a traditional <laughs> flirting person. It's like this contradiction. I know. Thing, like, it's, 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 I'm a complex person. Um, but right. it's just, especially if you're a person that fears initiating or rejection and you already have those, things defined for you and how it's going to go it, it's it's more safe it's a yeah safe that predictability yeah yeah it's about the only way i think i'm traditional well that that is one of the things i wanted to kind of mention okay that that was really interesting to mm-hmm. me is that they were like you know there is a sort of f- framework for this right so um women tended to like the traditional flirting thing in part because you didn't have to make the first move, right? It kind of put the effort, Mm -hmm. say, on the guys to go over there and make make the first move. So the woman could just wait until something happened, right? And then you're responding, you know, to it. So in some ways, sitting bad, but it was like, that's the easy way out, right? So it's just easier for the woman to be like, well, that's what I'm going to do. I just wait till somebody comes up and says something to me, okay? Um, the, The men who did this, though, they found you know, that the man was usually the one that's taking the lead and like initiating things. Like that was the expectation for this guy. So the men who are doing it though, and they're acting this more traditional way, often they kind of knew their partners before it kind of led into relationships and sex. So there's a little bit of, again, like you need to go on the date. We need to get to know each other before we're going to have a relationship, before we're going to have sex. Um, and the other thing was this, this style was most popular among young people. So we're talking, you know, 18 what? and 20. Is- Love this, okay? Because when you're, say, in your 40s, you're kind of like, I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm a 40-year-old woman. My name is Steven. I'm a 40-year-old woman, okay? And I'm like, I'm not fucking mm-hmm. waiting around for some guy to come Mm -hmm. over here and say hi to me i am going over there and i'm going to like ask that guy out you know and so there's a little bit more of like as you're older you're like i'm not doing the fucking traditional flirting thing hey but when you're younger it was kind of like it's a framework 
right? And it was easy to be like, well, mm-hmm. I'm not exactly, you know, I'm new at this, don't really quite, but I can follow this framework. So it was easy. And they also found mm-hmm. that having a framework worked. Like, you know, you don't have to do it, okay? But it was pretty good. Like everybody kind of knew the, you know, the kind of typical roles of what you're supposed to do. So when this person does that, I know, oh, I'm supposed to react this other way. So just having a bit of a framework that kind of helped people along to kind of, you know, form some connections and form some some relationships. So I found that really interesting. All of it, you know, that the traditional is for young people mostly. That blew me away. It's not what I would have thought. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, is it younger people today or is it younger people from 10 years ago? Is it younger people that are now my age? Like, I'm just I'm just curious. But I also can see how it could benefit younger people because, like Stephen said, it gives you that comfort and predictability until you know yourself more or you're more comfortable yeah. with yourself to branch out to the other styles. Yeah, training yeah. wheels. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I do. I, I do want to play devil's advocate with the um, traditional flirting style for just a quick second. Yeah, because please. It, it, yeah, it it gives you that predictability. It gives you that comfort for the on the woman's side. It makes it easier, right? Because you don't have to initiate. You just get to respond. But what about when you have to respond when you're not interested, right? When someone's engaging with you and you have to, to, to tell them no, or you have to reject them and then they're hurt. Or what if they don't take no for an answer? That's a really uncomfortable situation, right? Or what if they're not getting the message? You're trying to let them down easy and they're not taking the hint. Like then it blows up in your face, right? Like that goes from, oh yeah, this is really a really easy, convenient flirting style where I just get to be very reactionary and go with it when I'm into it, but when I'm not into it, then it's really freaking uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't think we would like, like on the, what the things we talk about on the show, I don't think we would like the traditional flirting as much because I think we would say it's not, um, it, it follows culture too much and it's not necessarily what you as an individual want, you know, it's not necessarily meeting your particular needs. So Yeah. I think it, I, I, but I do like the fact that, oh, it was very popular and knowing why it was popular. It made me really kind of, kind of rethink that. I I think that it's going to be really difficult to get away from traditional flirting as kind of the starting point or the training wheels, like we were describing when gender roles are so baked into our society. That's a really, really, really easy starting place for anyone when the default is girls wear pink and boys wear blue. If that, mm-hmm. if we didn't have gender roles so baked into our society, we might have a different framework that would be our training wheels as young adults. But because, yeah. but because we have the patriarchy and because we have gender roles the way that we do, that's that's a natural place to start for us. Um, when I think about when I'm in relationships with females, you have, you know, if you have the traditional, if you will, more feminine one, and then more less less feminine one. Even in that type of dynamic, there's still more expectation for the less feminine one to be the one to initiate. So even if we're talking about like, yeah, we're talking about gender roles, but even in non-heterosexual relationships, that's still factored in to a certain extent. There might be more freedom and um, ability to go outside those norms, but I still think it needs to be acknowledged that they're there to some degree. Yeah, yeah, no, I think okay. they're they're definitely there to some degree in many non-heterosexual relationships, yeah. not all of them necessarily, but it's all on a spectrum, right? Yeah. I I know of I I've seen other relationships where like they're they're both like equally femme, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it just 
but there are definitely shades of like femme and, and shades of masculine. And yeah, I think mm-hmm. there's definitely still layers there that there's yeah. always going to, you're always going to land somewhere on that spectrum of like, all right, who's expected to initiate here? Yeah. Uh, so I'm interested in if we have the, like, now we've kind of covered, like say the five, what, what are your all's general thoughts, I guess, about the five, but also just about like flirting styles in general? Like, what can we learn from them? I mean, I guess it gives you, like I said, like a very basic foundation to where you can think about your own way of flirting and maybe give it some type of rough definition. Um, It it certainly makes you think about it and brings it to the forefront of your mind to be like, hmm, wonder how I flirt or how I identify and and why I do that. And so I always appreciate something that makes me think and, and I grow and learn things. I still don't like labels and definitions, but Mm -hmm. I can acknowledge they can serve their purpose too. I think it would be very challenging for any individual to get through life using only one of the styles that we have covered today. I think you mentioned this toward the beginning of the episode, Stephen, that we're all a certain like combination of these things, right? And I'm kind of like rethinking through all of these in my head. I'm like, these don't sound like styles to me. These sound like layers. I use all of these flirting styles in layers, kind of in tandem with each other um, to a certain degree, depending on the situation, depending on the type of relationship. Right. It depends on what your wants and needs are at that moment with that person um, or that situation in your life or situation. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can be sincere in how I communicate with someone and I can do that in a way that is polite where I'm not like dumping all of my baggage on them on the first date. Right. Mm -hmm. And I can be playful and flirtatious while I'm doing that. And also I can, I can be a little bit physical at the same time. Like I can, I can combine all of the things in one, right? Like they're, they're, these are just layers. These are components to flirting more so than flirting styles from where I'm sitting. And however, I have had experiences with people where after we've talked about these flirting styles, that that seemed to be like a hundred percent their style. And it made me wonder, like, is there more to them than just the style that they're offering? Like it, it wasn't superficial, but it was very one note and one dimensional. And so it's almost like you want the different flirting styles um, for for other people to have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You want it to be Mm well-rounded. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One of the things went through my head is the people you know, ourselves and the people listening to the show and say the people that we know, like specifically at, in Nashville, we, we all uh, attend the Mark, which is like our kinky community center. Okay. And so that, that shapes us, you know, the, the culture, I guess, of the Mark shapes us a lot. you know, so I started thinking like, okay, well, who goes to the Mark? Who's doing like kink and BDSM and, you know, multiple relationships and things. And it, it's, you know, I don't think it's as much the polite style, although I know several people that I definitely would say I'd put them kind of in that polite style. But I think like for myself, playful, you know, I think like that kind of fall, rolls into that of like, oh, yeah, I want to do some fun, sexy things. And it's literally like play, you know. So I think like we I wonder if like are we more on the style of like playful and are we maybe going to have less polite people in that immediate community? Um 
I do think we're a mix of the stuff. You know, we're also going to be like the sincere, like, because we always talk about open communication, you know, and sitting down and talking to your partners and, you know, how do you actually feel about things? So I think we have certain emphasis. The physical aspect, uh, I actually don't think we're huge on the physical aspect at the club even though we're like, it's kind of a weird mix of things, you know, but it's like, we're very body positive. We're not like, oh, you've got to look a certain way. And, um, you know, we're also like, you don't go touch people that you don't know, you know, we're not kind of doing that stuff. And so some of that stuff does happen at bars and things. So we're this interesting kind of mix, but I started to think like, just to say polite versus playful. I was like, I bet you we're more, our group is more on the playful side of things than the polite. And I wonder, same thing about like listeners for this podcast, you know, like how they're going to kind of fit in. So I, I think you're not going to have as many physical people listening to this podcast. It's going to be my guest. We're going to have a lot of the sincere people, I think more as a guest. So, but I think understanding where other people are coming from is a huge help. You know, for me, just to kind of think about it that way, even if it's not 100% accurate, it just still helps me be like, oh, okay, you know, that person is not being a dick. It's it's their style of how they're trying to reach out and connect with other people. Mm-hmm. You all want to add anything? That was perfect. Okay. So real fast summary for everybody again. Um, that book is... The Five Flirting Styles Use the Science of Flirting to Attract the Love You Really Want. It's by Jeffrey A. Hall. And again, those five styles that Jeffrey describes were physical, playful, polite, traditional, and sincere. Um, anybody who's interested, we're going to have notes on the website, ethicalseduction.com. So if you really want to kind of get a recap, if you're talking to somebody you can't remember the five or something like that, then go to ethicalseduction.com. Just look under the blog page and we'll have all the notes from today's today's show and today's episode. And that, that may help people out. Uh, and also I think helps, yeah, which one are you? Which one is your partner? You know, knowing that I think just kind of gives, is beneficial. So. If you like today's show, you know, hit, hit subscribe. We come out with a new episode every other Monday. Um, you can follow us. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple all over. And if you would like, if you really, really like us, we would love a review because those things really help. It kind of ups us in the, um, the, the list of where we get, you know, how, how discoverable, I guess we are as a podcast. So the reviews are, are awesome. Um, you can also check us out at ethicalseduction.com. As I mentioned before, we've got the blog, we've got all kinds of different resources on there. So just, you know, go browse through it, find the stuff that you're interested in that you kind of want to work on with your sex and relationship skills. And, um, you can also follow us on Instagram and FetLife and Facebook and all the places for social media. Um, so yeah. Thanks, Ava, and thanks, Brandy. I appreciate you all giving some input and some feedback on this. I was, I was really interested to hear what y'all said. You're welcome. So thank you, everybody. Keep on creating the sex and the relationships that you want.